Hello, everybody, and welcome to Medics Mind Podcast. Thanks very much for coming by. Appreciate it as always. Hope you're doing well on this uh, wonderful Friday evening, day, evening, whatever you're listening to this. Uh, oration episode, me just talking to you guys. Um, I've been uh, I've been struggling a bit, guys. Um, sleep-wise, for sure. And I know that for anybody who's listened to this podcast with any sort of regularity, you'll understand that uh, me saying not sleeping well is not necessarily a new thing, but... Uh, I've been pretty good with relation to getting up at the same time every day, which is very important uh, with with keeping in, in schedule and keeping things uh, in, a, in a positive place. Uh, up until the past couple of days, it's been really bad. I've been, uh, I, this morning I didn't fall asleep till about 9, 9.30 in the morning, uh, despite the fact of being very, very tired and able and ready to fall asleep. I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't fall asleep and uh when I did, I started having auditory uh, flashbacks and hearing screams and uh, less than pleasant uh, things revisiting me from places that were not so good and not so kind to me in the past. And um, I've had, uh, you know, I've had some some uh, visual flashbacks as well. It's sleep has just been really terrible lately, and uh, you know it's it's frustrating because I want to keep on that same schedule. I want to be able to get up at the same time. I want to be able to maintain that uh, that regimen, that that routine, that discipline because it's so important in in recovery to have things like that, to have that routine because it's the one thing that 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 is going to help progress through. You know, if I'm sleeping in till, you know, two or three or I think I got up at about uh, 1230 today, which is really disappointing. Uh, it's, uh, you know, not only is it half the day away and I lose daylight and daylight is so crucial to uh, mood, you know, getting the, the appropriate level of vitamin D is huge. And uh, this is coming from a guy who generally doesn't like the sun and I'm 100 percent uh, Northwestern European as uh, as per Ancestry.ca. Uh, I am about as vanilla white as you could possibly be. So I burn uh, like a madman in the summertime. And, and there's been some psychological reasons why I don't like the sun. Uh, I write about it in Brainstorm Revolution. And I've, I've spoken about it uh, on my on my blog at amenixmind.com for the reasons why I, I generally have some sort of resentment towards the sun. And it's not uh, in the... Um, not really in the physical sense. Uh, but I, I'm starting... This year, right now, uh, as I talk to you today, this is the first year that I can actually say to you that I'm looking forward to the spring. I've never felt that way, but, well, I, I can't remember the last time I ever felt that way uh, about looking forward to the sun, looking forward to the spring, looking forward to the warmer weather. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. But, I, you know, with with sleeping in too much or, or not falling asleep until late in the day, and then sleeping the daylight away, uh, I'm not getting that that required dose of vitamin D. And when you when you suffer from depression and post traumatic stress, uh, at least for me, uh, everything I, I talk about is in relation to me. I don't want to say that this is the universal standard, but for me, the the lack of vitamin D and the lack of getting outside to be in in sunlight is hugely. Uh, it's hugely beneficial for me, but the the lack of, of it is is really of detriment to me, and uh, and it impacts me negatively, hugely negative. And uh, as such, my mood has been suffering for it. Plus, you know, I start to feel like I'm, you know, floundering and failing again. I feel like I'm reverting uh, and and going backwards, and that's always a frustrating thing too. 
Uh, I did actually just come back from a long walk. I was out. Uh, I went and got a, a tea and uh, met up and had some lunch with a friend, uh, a couple of friends of mine and their dad and uh, had a bite to eat and then walked around for a little bit, enjoyed the outside. And I have a friend coming over later for coffee. Uh, so I'm I'm trying to counter the the negative things, like the, the fact that I did sleep in and the fact that I have been having these uh, less than stellar uh, nights. Uh, I'm trying to counter it by doing some positive, positive things. And uh, in having a conversation with a friend today, I started talking about tools that I use. And uh, I have a thing that I call a nightmare basket. And a nightmare basket is not a basket that holds nightmares. A nightmare basket is something that was introduced to me by my therapist. Uh, she'd made mention that maybe having something on a bedside table beside my bed that has some uh, some things of familiarity that can help cement me into the present when I come out of nightmares or when I'm having flashbacks or things like that. So I wanted to go over a little bit of what's in my nightmare basket and what a nightmare basket is. Uh, so ephemerally, I just kind of told you what, what the nightmare basket is for, but it, it really does help because during the day, um, on, a, on, a, on any day that I walk around, I always have gum on me. I always have a sage sniffer on me and I have not really a fidget spinner, but this, uh, it's kind of a square, small box tool that has a bunch of different, uh, tactile sensations on it and it helps with, uh, anxiety. It helps with, uh, ruminations when I start having flashbacks or having, uh, some triggers, uh, in the, in the world, some auditory triggers that, uh, that impact me. Um, I, uh, I kind of go back and have uh, have that tool to rely on, and then when I have the smells come in and and hit me, uh, I have uh, the sage sniffer, and uh, and then uh, I have gum for when uh, when the tastes come as well. Uh, so those are the things I carry with me on the daily, but nightly when I go to sleep and I I, I have a nightmare or some sort of uh, terrible dream that sends me back into into something coming out of it, coming back into the, into the real world, so to speak, it can be tough because I'm so confused because a dream, we've all had dreams, right? But nightmares in, in the way in which they relate to me and the way in which I have them, they, they are not like dreams. They don't feel like dreams. They literally feel like the event is happening again. I feel like I'm actually on the call. My mind can't separate dream from from that reality. Uh, it's still so disjointed in my mind that, that, it, you know, the, the amygdala and the, and, and the hippocampus go absolutely insane within my brain. And I, I automatically am, am sent right back. That's why, why I say peace, post-traumatic stress is like time travel. That's what I mean by it, because it, it does send me back literally physically, emotionally, sensory. It's all back to that moment, to that time. And, uh, and it's hard. It's really hard. So it sucks, uh, a lot actually. Um, and, uh, and, and so I, I had to come up with this, this thing, uh, a nightmare basket. And what I have in my nightmare basket are things that I find funny things that are tactile, things that I can feel and touch and, and, uh, and, and have very strong sensory, uh, responses to my, to my fingertips and, uh, and some, some smelly stuff, stuff that I can use to, uh, to smell in the moment and replace whatever I might be feeling in the moment. So 
it's on my night my nightstand. It's just a little basket that I have, and uh, the biggest thing probably in the basket, not the most important thing, but the biggest thing in stature, is a life size replica of the of the doll Ted. Love you so much. I am gonna go Fifty Shades of Bear on you tonight. Ted from the movie Ted. Uh, I, I found that movie hilarious. I find Ted the character hilarious. Let's all go to court. Hey, you lawyer guys. You don't know me and Johnny are watching you. And I thought having, as an adult, a 36-year-old man, having a life-sized replica of Ted the teddy bear would be hilarious, equally as funny. And so I got one. I spent money on it, uh, and I, I bought one. And so that's in my nighttime basket. I also have uh, a sage sniffer, uh, which is just, it looks like chapstick, but it's just something you can smell and it smells like sage. Uh, and then I have some lavender oils in there as well. And I have a rock from a friend of mine, Heather. She mailed it to me when I was in Bellwood and it's a rock that says dream and uh, it's very coarse and uh, the, the the lettering of dream is etched into the stone. So it's very uh, you know, it's got lots of divots in it. It's really, really something that you can feel every nook and cranny, every detail, every granulate of sand and stone that has made this uh, thing. You could feel it. So I have that in there too. And when I come out of having nightmares or I'm, I'm falling into a nightmare and I'm able to wake up or whatever the case may be, I go to this basket and, uh, I used it last night. Um, you know, I, I, Looked at Ted. I tried to remind myself of some funny scenes from that movie. Uh, you know, fuck you, Thunder. You know, Thunder Buddies for life. <laughs> thunder Buddies for life, right, Johnny? Fucking right. All right, come on, let's sing the Thunder song. All right. When, when you, you hear, hear the sound of thunder, thunder, don't you get too scared. Just grab your Thunder Buddy and say these magic words. Fuck you, Thunder. You can suck my dick. You can't get me Thunder because you're just God's fight. You know, Ted's my, my PTSD buddy. Yeah, fuck you, PTSD. Um, PTSD buddies for life. And uh, and then I, I held that dream rock in my hand and I kept saying kind of a mantra, I guess, in my head. Kept saying things over and over. Hey, you know, you're not you're not there. You're not on the side of the road. You're not, you know, not on the scene of an accident. There is no, there's no dead kid. There is no boy. There is, you know, there's no blood. There's, there's nothing. You're fine. You're here. You're in your apartment. You're safe. And, um, it worked for the most part. It was able to, I was able to kind of get back to sleep, but then it felt like somebody was stealing my blanket and I call him the blanket stealer. I don't physically believe in any sort of incarnation of demon or whatever. And when I use the terms demons and ghosts and things, it's not in the sort of stereotypical form in which they are typically used. I don't believe in, in that. When I say that, I just mean fabrications of my mind and, you know, poor dealings of, uh, of my uh, aforementioned amygdala and hippocampus sending things in the wrong direction. Uh, so the, the, the stealing of the blanket is, uh, I believe, what's good, what they call sleep paralysis. Uh, can manifest in a few different ways and different uh, different sensations for different people. For me, it feels like somebody is stealing the blanket and I can't move. It literally feels as though somebody's at the foot end of my bed, close to my feet, and pulling at the blanket. And uh, and there there's also associated with that an old lady that I had responded to, who did pull at my feet and did tap against my boots and. Uh, so that that comes back and bleeds into the the sleep paralysis uh, symptomology that I feel 
And uh, it's very, very unnerving, very, very unsettling. And it's hard to just roll back over and go to sleep after that. Uh, I'm going to call it almost impossible to roll back over and go to sleep after that. So generally I can't. And this morning is one of those times where I couldn't. And I, I didn't end up officially passing out, shall we say, until about 9.30. And uh, that's frustrating because I, I ended up getting up at around like 12.30, uh, give or take, quarter to one, 12.30, quarter to one. Not really the time that I want to be getting up. Not really. It's not beneficial for me to get up at that time. The day is almost over at that point. The daylight is, is fading and we're still in the winter months. You know, the days are getting longer However, the days are still short in, you know, in comparison to what, what a summer day would be like. Uh, so, I mean, right now I'm, I'm sitting here recording this at, uh, approximately what time is it? Uh, almost six o'clock. And, uh, and so I'm recording that, uh, and, and the sun is, is going down already. And so I've, I've been awake and functional, I guess, uh, for approximately, let's say, three, let's say four hours. I've been up four hours and, uh, it's, it's not a lot of time. There's not a lot of time before the darkness comes again, before the nighttime comes. And, uh, I won't lie. I still feel the unsettling, uh, feelings towards sleep. Not so bad right now because I know that sleep is a while from now that it's a ways away. So it's not something that I need to focus on right now, but the trepidation towards sleep right now, because of in lieu of what happened yesterday, uh, or this past sleep, uh, in lieu of that, it, uh, it, it, it's filled me with some dread towards it. And I have to try and fight that. I have to try and figure out a way that I'm going to say, no, you need to go to bed. I'm going to try and go to bed at a certain time tonight. Uh, I'm going to lay, at least lay in my bed with no TV on, no nothing, just lay in my bed, maybe listen to a meditation, uh, oration on YouTube. And I'm going to try my very best to, uh, get some sleep that way. So, um, if that, if that works, that's great. And if I end up waking up super early, that's fine too. I mean, people get up at five, six in the morning all the time. If that happens, great. And then if I'm tired the following, basically what I'm saying is I'm going to try really hard to reset myself and get back into the sort of healthier, more routine wake ups that I was going through, uh, over these past six months. Um, because, there is, you know, when in Bellwood, we learn about things called behavioral relapse. And uh, those are things that you you may be cognizant of and you may not be cognizant of. Uh, I'm fortunate in that I'm hyper aware of what I do and how I do things. And uh, thusly, I'm fully aware of behavioral relapse. And poor sleep hygiene is a huge behavioral relapse for me. And it's not that I feel like I'm going to drink again or that I'm worried I'm going to drink again. However, if I continue going down the behavioral relapses, it's, you know, it's only a matter of time, I think, before I find myself finding excuses to be able to drink again. I don't want to put myself in that position because I've worked really hard at getting out of that, uh, that position, work really hard to get to a better place in my life. Uh, and I want to stay there because I have some really exciting things unfolding for me. I mean, this brainstorm revolution uh, anthology has blown up and, uh, my podcast is doing extremely well. I'm almost at 7,000 listeners now. I've had over 1600 listeners in, in February alone. Uh, so that's insane to me. My blog is also doing very, very well. I'm getting a lot more visitors to the blog and a lot more, uh, comments. 
uh, and interactions on the blog, which is nice. Uh, and I also have a book coming out, hopefully in September, uh, loosely based September, hopefully a book coming out. I do have a book coming out. It's just not solidified exactly when. And I also have a graphic design artist creating a Medic's Mind logo for me uh, and getting some shirts made. That's insane. That's crazy. That's a lot to look forward to. And, um, and so I don't want to, I don't want to go back into, into the dark place. You know, I, I know that I, I have things that I need to work on and, uh, and, uh, I'm by no means, uh, on, on the higher end of the mend. You know, I'm at the beginning, early stages of it because I don't think I could do the work that I'm needing to do and have been needed to do, uh, with, with, with the drink in my hand. Uh, because so many times, so many, uh, instances when I showed up to therapy, I was hungover. I was too hungover to listen, or I was too sick to listen, or I was too busy focused on the next drink, waiting until the session was over so that I could just drink away the pain of the session, drink away the pain of what I was thinking, feeling, and remembering. And, uh, fortunately I don't have any cravings to drink. I don't want to drink. I know what drink how, like holds for me. I know what what the effects of drink are for me. And so I don't have any desires for that. Uh, so I count myself fortunate, but I, I'm not really in a happy place right now. Uh, you know, with, with not being able to maintain the routine that I've been on for about the past six months, it's frustrating. Um, because again, it feels like, uh, you know, a, you know, a reverse step. It feels like I'm going backwards and I don't want to go backwards. It's felt like that seesaw battle for so long. And, uh, these past six months have really felt like progress for me. And I've been working so hard to, to continue that level of progress, to continue that level of success. So, so, so hard. And I want to continue it. And so utilizing things such as the nightmare box, you know, with a, a life-size teddy bear at the age of 30, man, I'm like a grown child. Okay, I have a teddy bear beside my bed. I have a nightlight of the leg lamp from A Christmas Story that stays out year-round. And I have a Philips Hue that stays on dim. Uh, and I, I set it to kind of, you could set it to like different colors. And I set it to a fire color. So it just goes from like the, the ambers and oranges to yellows to reds to ambers. To, and it's beautiful. Uh, and I have that set to very dim. But I, like getting ready for bed, and I have my, I have a blankie now. Uh, thanks to my friend Maud, I have a, a blankie. Uh, incredible. <laughs> I am literally a grown man child, which I guess isn't, depending on who you ask, isn't too far off from just being a regular guy, really. <laughs> um, but yes, th- those are the things that I need to to get to sleep. Uh. You know, that's, it's one of those things. Um, I, I do find them helpful. Uh, they do help, but it's not, it's the, the efficacy is not a hundred percent. And I don't think there's ever a hundred percent when it comes to recovery and when it comes to getting better, I think there's always going to be times for the rest of my life where times are going to be challenging. Uh, that's just life, you know, and with having post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, and depression, 
Those are things I'm always going to have to be cognizant of. The same with behavioral relapses, I'm always going to have to be cognizant of. And if it requires me as a grown man in now in my 30s, if it requires me in my 40s or 50s or 60s or however long this world decides to keep me around, uh, if it requires me to have a grown fucking, a grown man with a teddy bear and some some oils and scents and I got a copy of the book Brainstorm in my uh, in my nightmare kit too. And that's not a vanity thing. Uh, it may sound very self-aggrandizing and, uh, you know, sort of egotistical and narcissistic. It's not meant that way. The reason I have that book there is because I've met so many incredible people from being part of this anthology, from being part of this book, that when I hold that book, when I feel the 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 cover of that book, when I look at the ladybug on the front cover, I know what that ladybug stands for. I know the symbolism behind it and it's powerful and it's beautiful. But I also know that inside that book, there are so many stories of strength, perseverance, and courage. And that being a part of that helps me find some worth in those moments when I first wake up and feel utterly useless and worthless because of my symptomology. It's it's hard not to just berate myself uh, over feeling you know, or overreacting and having those things. So when I hold this book in my hand and I, I, I look at it, uh, I go, you know what? This is progress, Maddie, right beside you, right here in this nightstand or on this, in this night nightmare basket. This is progress. You did this. You went from hell and you did this. You can do this. You're more than just a medic. You may be lonely without the medic uniform, but you can do something. You have worth to give people and yourself because it feels like a huge accomplishment to me. I mean, to, I, to say that I'm a published author is still surreal. I mean, my story is only four pages. It's nothing huge. And uh, I feel somewhat disingenuous by saying published author. Uh, it feels like I'm I'm sort of over representing my contribution to that but uh i i worked really hard at it and uh and i i've been fortunate enough that uh, i got to partake in brainstorms inaugural uh reading of stories and i did that on valentine's day and that came with its own set of emotions too um you see leading up into valentine's day in my head i was like i'm reading a story about my mom and so i got to think of my mom in the future you know what I mean? Like, because Valentine's Day hadn't happened yet, I got to think of it. So she felt alive in a way. She felt alive in in a sense. And then being there, reading the story to people, it was great because I got to tell people about my mom and I got to help her live for a few moments longer. But then after Valentine's Day, I woke up deeply depressed the following day because my mom was back to not being around. And I, I've been kind of down since then. And, um, it's been tough. It's, it's been really hard, uh, to bounce back from that. Uh, I'm trying, I mean, going out for the walk today really helped. Uh, initially after lunch with my friends, I was just going to come home and I was like, Nope, fuck, go for a walk, go for a walk. So I went and got a, went and got a tea and, uh, the barista that I, I have a huge crush on was working. So that's always a good thing. Cause it forces me to, uh, you know, elevate my my level of speech a little bit uh, I can't just talk all despondent and slumped shoulders and you know looking at the floor I have to try and engage or at least I want to try and engage so that that helped kind of the fake it till you make it sort of thing uh and but then I got a tea which is sitting 
right here beside me. Um, and, uh, and then I went for a walk and it was beautiful out. It's a beautiful, it feels like a spring day for goodness sakes. It's, uh, you know, it's got a little chill in the air, which is fine for me because I kind of like the colder weather, but, uh, the sun is out and it's, uh, it's a beautiful day. The wind is not howling or anything. So you can, you can walk comfortably outside. And, uh, and so I walked around my neighborhood my neighborhood is beautiful. I'm fortunate to live right down by the water and, uh, there's a lot of walking trails and a lot of really opulent, opulent (laughs) houses and affluent neighborhoods, uh, that, uh, that I can go check out and look at the houses that I'll never be able to afford. Uh, but it was nice to just be outside. It was, it felt good. And, um, it's, uh, it's a nice combat to, to the otherwise negative things that I'm feeling. Uh, you know, like the waking up late, the nightmares, the fear of sleep, the trepidation, things like that. It's a nice, it's a nice fuck you to those things. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, and I'm trying really diligently to remember that the nightmare box isn't so much, or the nightmare basket isn't so much a, I can't look at it as a bad thing. Uh, it's on the ambulance. I require tools to work. I mean, I'm always going to be a paramedic in mind, but even on my off days when I was a paramedic, you know, when I, when I was on days off and I saw a medical event transpire, there's not much I can do. Okay. Like I don't have the tool. I don't have an ambulance. I don't have the med kit. I don't have the trauma kit or the airway kit or any, there's not much I can do without my tools. You know, no matter what, there's nothing, you know, if somebody's short of breath, I can't, I can't fix that without my stethoscope and my, you know, my Atrovan Ventolin, if need be, or, you know, just some, some high flow too, or normal flow too, or whatever. There's not much I can do without the tools. And I feel like there's not much I can do with recovery without the tools either. And this nightmare basket, as much as I sort of poked fun at it, uh, in, in the sense of being a man child, it's part of my toolkit now. It's part of my new medic's toolkit because I need it. I need it to be able to not only fall asleep, but I also need it to be able to bring me back to the real world when my mind has so nefariously taken me away from it. And I don't think that I should be feeling shame for that. I don't think that I, that I should be feeling uh, a level of cowardice uh, or uh, embarrassment at the fact that, yeah, I have, a, I have a big ass teddy bear in my basket, but uh, you know, Ted's hilarious. Can I use your laptop? Yeah, go ahead. What the fuck? What's going on? There's so much porn. I've been meaning to clear some of that out. Look at the organization here. Clockwise rim job, counterclockwise rim job. Sometimes you like seeing the tongue go the other way. Chicks with dicks. Oh my God. Oh my God, I have a disease, all right? I need help. He's not your typical Teddy Ruxpin. He is the, he's a foul-mouthed, beer-drinking, womanizing teddy bear, and I fucking love him for it. <laughs> I can't, I can't get, I, I could watch Ted all day, every day. It is one of my favorite movies. Uh, even Ted too was hilarious. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, I'm, I'm coming to terms with it at the fact that I have these things, these nightlights and these other things I'm coming to terms that I'm not there yet, but in looking at it, the way in which I just phrased it in saying that these, this is my new toolkit, my new tool bag, I'm starting to get there. I'm starting to give myself a bit of leeway, I guess you could say, a little compassion, so to speak. And uh, and I'm hoping 
that I can continue doing that because if I keep doing the, the right things, then then eventually I'm going to start getting up on time again. I'm going to start falling back into that routine. And, you know, having a plan in, in the face of things that don't always go well, you know, fail to plan, plan to fail kind of thing. And, uh, and, and not everything is going to have a hundred percent efficacy, even when it works for a while, i.e. six months. And now over the past two weeks, uh, more so heavily over the past two days, uh, and I guess since Valentine's day, uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it it's without its tests, you know, and, uh, and, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that I'm going to be able to get back to it. I'm confident I'm going to be able to get back to waking up when I'm supposed to. I'm confident that I'm going to elevate my mood. I'm confident that I'm going to get back to feeling like I'm making progress because that's what I want to feel. And that's what I'm going to put in front of me. I'm going to put the things in place to manifest that sensation, that feeling. Uh, the same as I did as a medic. You know, when somebody's short of breath, I put the blue kit in front of me because that's the airway kit. Somebody needed drugs, I, I open up the red kit. We had a kid, let's grab the orange kit for pediatrics. You know, I I had the tools and I used them correctly and and I'm going to do the same thing with this. I have the tools. I've been given the tools. I've been given the night the nightmare basket idea from my therapist. I've been given, you know, the the knowledge of behavioral relapses from Bellwood. I've been given the the lived and learned knowledge of sobriety by me, by my own pertinacity my own obduridity. I've gifted that to myself, that lesson to myself, that I can do this, that I can face the bad things that live within me without alcohol, that I can survive some of the worst moments without alcohol, that I can face some of the worst pain, my mother's death, the boy, my father. I can face these things without alcohol and I can I can persevere, I can win and there are physical pages within a book that tell me that because I can read other stories of people that have been through trials, tribulations, tragedy, heartache, and they've come out on top and they are coming out on top. These people are a great motivation for me, not only because they're my friends now, but because their words and lived experiences are palpable. There's tangible evidence there because I'm a huge uh, whether I want to be or whether I try to be or not, I always look for signs, reaffirmations. Uh, typically, it's negative. I look at the, you know, I don't particularly think of myself as a smart man. So when I do something stupid, I go, yep, see, makes sense. Makes sense, of course. Uh, I don't think of myself as a good person. So when I do something bad, I go, yep, fuck, makes sense, totally good. So I'm I'm a big, uh, you know, seeker of reaffirmation. And this book, Brainstorm, uh, it helps me. It really does. And, uh, and, and talking with Heather helps me. She sends me a message every single morning for the most part. And I couldn't be happier about it. Um, because it's so nice to not feel alone when your mind and the poisonous whisperings of depression tell you that you are. It's nice to have that physical reaffirmation of, no, you're not. No, you're not. You are not alone. You may feel lonely, and that's fine, but you are not alone. And that's what I tell myself. And that's what I'm starting to learn. And uh, I feel pretty good about that. So with the tools of Nightmare Basket, which is my new medical protocols that I use, my new medic paramedic protocols that I implement on myself, 
it is going to help me. It helps me already get back to the real world. It helps me get back to, uh, to where I need to be. And, um, and here I am. I, uh, I'm talking right now. I actually feel pretty good right now. Uh, in comparison to how I felt when I first got up, uh, my mood is still low and, uh, and I'm trying very hard to narrate myself into a better frame of thought. Uh, and I think coffee with my friend and, uh, I think he's coming in about 20 minutes is going to be good. Um, you know, it's going to be a great, uh, great little visit. It's always fun talking with him. And then, uh, I think I'm going to come home, watch a movie and, uh, and then I'm going to try and go to bed, um, and, and wake up tomorrow uh, tomorrow I have a stand-up comedy show that I'm going to with a couple of friends of mine. So stand-up comedy is a huge love of mine and I'm excited for it. And I'm also excited to wake up early in the morning, go for a walk, maybe even go for a run, depending on what the weather's like. And, uh, and just enjoy the day before the night. And that's my goal for tomorrow. And I'll keep you posted. I'll let you know. I'm pretty transparent with, uh, how things go with me. So I will, I will do my best to keep you guys posted. I don't know if I'll be able to record an episode tomorrow, but, uh, I will definitely let you guys know how, uh, how my plan has worked out. But even if, uh, even if it doesn't, let's say it doesn't work out. I can't look at that as a failure. I just have to look at that as a, it happened. There's a, there's a, it's a, there's a long hockey season and you incur losses throughout the season. Nobody has an undefeated season. Nobody. So, uh, there's no pressure on myself for tomorrow. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. There's no pressure on myself. You know, I I can't put expectations on, I can put goals in front of me. There's a difference between expectation and goals. And just because you don't reach a goal that is set for you doesn't mean that you have failed. It just means that you're going to reach that at a later date, a later time. There is still plenty of season ahead of the playoffs, folks. And it takes you know, practice and strategy and determination to implement all those things into a winning format for a season to make it to the postseason. So, uh, I'm, I'm planning tomorrow to, uh, to get up and face the day, to conquer the day. Uh, I'm planning to go to bed at a certain time tonight and, uh, convince myself that my bed is not a uh, pernicious place, that it is a place of comfort, that it is a place of rest, rejuvenation and relaxation. And hopefully the narration uh, meditation episode that I listened to tonight is going to help. Uh, but in the interim, I am gonna sh- I'm gonna stop talking for now because I've rambled for well over a half hour. I apologize for that, uh, and uh, I apologize if you heard the car fart in the background there. But some, you know, Paul Walker cut out just decided to slam on his engine and uh, away he went. I don't have friends. I got family. Hopefully I can get it out in the uh, post-processing thing and then you won't hear anything and that means my whole rant just now would make no sense. But hey, what are you going to do, right? Anyway, folks, I'm going to uh, let you guys go. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for always supporting me. Thank you so much for helping this podcast grow to where it is and, uh, and helping me grow the blog as well at emeticsmind.com. Thank you so much for that. And uh, as always, if you guys are working right now, thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you do day in, day out, night in, night out. May you get home safe. May you be with your families. And above all else, hopefully you get a belly full of coffee, some warm food, 
and nobody poops on you. Poop is the worst, and it happens so often as a medic. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully you can avoid that. Anyway, guys, love you to death so very much. I really do. Uh, be well, be safe, and above all else, keep talking to each other. <laughs>